Welcome to the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Cody and Leo. Welcome, everybody, to the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. I am Leo. I'm joined by Cody. Today will mark episode 52 and episode 2 since the quarantine started. Today's episode is going to be very different because yours truly is not on it. I know. It's the best episode, I think, ever done. So I'll, I'll let... Cody touch a little bit of what happened or not what happened, but you know what the episode's about. And then we go from there. Yeah. So I was joined by Mikey and Pete um, from Las Vegas um, from the Wilbur club uh, from at too sweet to delete. So background on Pete, he is a pro wrestling slash MMA commentator. Um, and Mikey, the man, the manat, the maniacal one, the maniacal one, the maniacal one. Okay, cut all that other shit out. Jesus, no, I'm leaving it in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, M1, M1, Mikey. Um, he does a lot of post production and production for Future Stars of Wrestling in Vegas. That is where he is currently at, and he has done a lot of great work. A lot of the the great Killer Cross promos you've seen over the last year, um, especially with the Future Stars of Wrestling, was done by Mikey. A lot of the build-up to Mecha 6 was done by Mikey. A lot of the great camera work you see on the pay-per-views and TV is Mikey. So, and they are diehard wrestling fans like we are. And I had them on to kind of to kind of talk shop, talk and shop, as Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson would say. Nice. So if this episode is great, it's because of these guys. It's because of the Wilbur Club. Yeah. And if well, it Pete, sucks, it's because of Cody. Let's, yeah. let's so just throw Pete, that out there. Pete, like, definitely carries this episode. Uh, Mikey chimes in quite a bit. I do my normal chime in every once in a while. I'm a little bit more talkative on this one because my uh, partner in crime on the other end of the phone bailed on me, but it's all right. (laughs) I had to grow up, so I had to put myself over. I buried him. I was a typical John Cena with the golden shovel. I buried Leo, put myself over. I I could see that, you know, which is fine because the true listeners of the show knows, knows who, I don't know. Who's worth more, I guess. But yeah, who's who who's the main eventer and who's the jobber? <laughs> At least put me at mid-card. Fuck. <laughs> so, uh, you know, give it a listen. Uh, I haven't listened to it. I am going to listen to it when you guys listen to it. And so I'll probably give my thoughts on it next week. Um, and uh, Five stars sure- from Dave Meltzer in Japan. Just saying. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it'll be great. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate I wasn't able to join for this one. Uh, but thanks to, to Mikey and Pete for joining us and for putting up with Cody.
Welcome, everybody, to the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Uh, this is Cody. Going solo, kind of, this week. Um, Leo is not with us this weekend, so I called in some reinforcements. I called in the guys from Las Vegas. Uh, the Wilbur Club from at, at Too Sweet, Too Delete, Mikey and Pete. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Awesome, man. How are things up there up north? A uh, little cold still, but everything's good. He's doing his own solo dojo mission. Oh, How rad is that? Uh, look, full circle. Yeah, let's. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. So, <laughs> I'm pretty familiar with you guys. I've watched a lot of your guys' work. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I promise it got better. If you started at the beginning and, and, and ended up at the end, it yeah, got better. Yeah, it got if you started better. from most recent to the beginning, it definitely got worse. Yeah. So that's how I became familiar with you guys was your YouTube stuff. And uh, you guys used to do a vlog. And yeah. you guys do a lot of production work for uh, wrestling companies down in the Las Vegas area. So if you guys want to just tell my listeners about that, um, I'll let you guys kind of tell your backstories. Uh, yeah, should we do the, like the Scooby Doo thing? Go for it. Well, I mean, you know what? Honestly, it all started. Uh, I was a wrestling fan in the early 90s. Uh, my favorite WrestleMania is WrestleMania 14. Uh, you know, what was that? Tyson and uh, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels. So, like, that's like my wheelhouse. And then I just stopped watching because, you know, I came from martial arts, I got into MMA. Stop watching wrestling altogether. And I happened to, uh, you know, Mikey and I were hanging out, you know, we're family. And he was watching uh, Royal Rumble one day. And I'm like, hey, man, this is the Rumble right on. And he was telling me about all these guys. And I was like getting back into wrestling with him just telling me. Lo and behold, there's actually the WWE Network out there. And I had like so many years of shit to watch just to get updated with what was even going on now or like what was cool, yeah. what was good. So, like, from that respect, you know, I really started at a disadvantage, and he was always the expert, you know. So we never even envisioned, like, oh, we're going to watch wrestling, get into wrestling, uh, and eventually get into production with wrestling. It all started off, really, he was trying to help me get in, like, find the passion for uh, pro wrestling again, you know, which he did. Um, Sorry. Years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a labor of love, like, as we can all probably attest to. Um you know, fast forward a couple of years, you know, after watching, you know, kind of all the product we could, you know, New Japan, uh, Impact, uh, you know, Ring of Honor, everything was really going strong at that time. WWE was like the one we were still kind of being like, oh, you know, they got the network. That's awesome. But they're the weakest this and that. You know, we were well, kind I mean, of in that I mean, stage. At the, at the end of the day, I think we all kind of stayed loyal to WWE. It's the, you know, it's right. the... The pinnacle of why we kind of watched the right. wrestling. I wasn't trying to like bury them. I was saying like our state of mind at the time was we need to talk about wrestling because the There's big so daddy is no longer like the giant. You know, all these indies, all these great matches are happening all over the world in different companies. We need to start talking about that. And that's kind of how it started. We just yeah. wanted to talk about wrestling. Um, we had a mutual friend that's a pro wrestler here in Las Vegas. Um, you know, he put me on with commentary on a fledgling company he had going. I know them. Oh, I believe you guys do know. You guys do know old Beast the Butcher. 
Oh, yeah, very well. All right, cool. Yeah, I know he's got some, you know, West Coast wrestling right. connection, uh, you know. Uh, big, big, big shout out. Big shout out to Wes. We love you. Yeah. Love you, Beastie. Yeah. The love guy's you. been all over, you know, he's well-traveled, as you know, and he's got connections. And so it was strange, like, hearing from him. He was like, hey, do you want to, you know, he introduced me to another guy, John Bonham Fox, who was another real cool guy. And I got into commentary, like, out of nowhere, just by having a passion and by, you know, videos out there of me talking. Or honestly, I think maybe somebody showed uh, – beast a video of me like ranting or talking about something and it was just just that simple like as you can tell he he just can't shut up yeah (laughs) (laughs) all good it's all good but but that's literally that's it for my side of the story is i got into commentary with this fledgling company i called some big matches and you know kind of noticed that they needed help on the production side whether it was with flyers whether it was with posters whether it was with promo videos whether it was logos anything like that and you know, Mikey M1 had discovered, rediscovered his passion for all that graphic design, editing, you know, all that stuff oh, yeah. because, you know, he's got a massive art background and a real passion for that kind of stuff. So, like, I know I'm rambling, but that's really where he came in because once he got his foot in, I was just sitting there calling matches, doing commentary, and he was doing a lot of the heavy work. If you want to kind of talk about that, where it started, L- literally put my foot in through the back door. Literally. Literally. The guy, we we got some heat because he was getting all the heat. I mean, the guy was a little bit of an asshole about things in the beginning because, you know, we, neither one of us knew anything about, you know, the real yeah, side of the business. Like, you know, you coming, watch. Yeah. Well, well, coming from my background, I, I, you know, I have a huge art background. I studied art all through college and uh, I got to work in Hollywood for a little bit. Uh, with Warner Brothers and Sony and Fox and all yeah, those guys, tough, tough work on the and, uh, side. And then uh, moved out back out here, got back involved with art, you know. And then you know the recession kind of hit and kind of just stayed back from the art guild, you know. Stopped doing designs, I stopped my whole focus on movies and all that. And then uh, yeah, that's when I went to that show that you invited me to, and then just rediscovered all of the stuff that I love yeah. all over again. Yeah. And just, yeah, just started from there. That's when I met Wes. Um, I kind of offered my services to him, and uh, we kind of just rocked and rolled from there. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, we were at BVW for a little bit. That was, and that was a good time. You know, there was uh, a shift in management at one point as far as, like, as the booking side went and the, and some of, somewhat the training side. And, um, you know, there were some great people there, wonderful people. Um, spent time at people's houses, had cookouts, you know, and had quality time with folks that are on the business and management side of BBW. So no hard feelings. But when Beast the Butcher moved on, we kind of collectively moved on. At least I did. Um, I called a couple matches here and there at some shows for BBW, but, you know, did go on a bit of a hiatus. I returned back to the MMA realm, um, exploring some blogging and this and that. And at the time, my wife was pregnant as well. So, you know, I was taking a step back. You know, he was still doing a bit of production with BBW, but not as heavily. Um, and I, I, I was wanted... actually just trying to find myself, really. That, that's yeah. That. I can't speak for your art process because I'm gonna be real. Like I was kind <laughs> I've of been I'm, there to witness it. It's interesting, real, man. Like during all of that and how everything kind of fell off, I, I kind of kind of lost myself a little bit, and like I was kind of being a dick. You know, on my work, really, and I yeah. thought like I was the best. And to be honest, I'm not. I don't really, even to this day, I don't really think I'm that great. But whichever. Um, right. And, and before, the before thing- I just go on this long tangent here, just um, I mean, it was it was good to have that break um, and still practice a couple things, do you know odd end jobs here and there. But 
Um, I mean, even uh, working with Versus when they started their launch off, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I took our review and what we did. I kind of I got butt hurt by the mixed reviews and kind of backed off for a while. And, uh, you know, to kind of reinforce what he's talking about is, you know, we were not only doing he was doing production and logos and videos and stuff for different companies. And I was doing commentary, but we were also reviewing a lot of these shows that we would attend yeah. or review shows that we watched online. Um, I'm sure, you know, some people saw our WWE reviews. Our very first video uh, wasn't even with them. One was with our other buddy, Gurkalicious, but that was for uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11, you know? So, like, we had started off as kind of a review package, and that's what we were saying. We would like to talk about the shows. And kind so of miss doing that, you know? It, creatively, like, it gave an outlet, and that was, like, maybe one of the few things that was kind of saving his process, if you will, because... You know, things were going in kind of, I don't want to say sputtering, but they seemed like they were going in one direction with one of these companies. And then, you know, Versus was popping off. And, uh, you know, that was, we were trying to get that going. And like you said, it was mixed because we were trying to provide a review. And it was a but show that we show, were at. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't commentate any matches. and But we were still looking at it from this angle. And so it was hard trying to, like, find a good groove. And I'm sure you can relate to that, Cody. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. it's really yeah. hard to get comfortable and get into a place where like you're not stepping on anybody's toes and you're also not stepping on your own dick either you know what i mean right. so right. we were trying to find that groove and you know mikey saying he was being a dick like i mean i can only speak for other people that told me how they felt about him you know for me he's family so i've seen no dude no, worse, I, was, so was, I was being a dick I, <laughs> I'll be real. I, I was being a dick yeah. i was being a creative hard dick like I, i'm the shit Leave me alone. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, and I've learned throughout like the past year and a half to break out of that mindset, you know, and actually take a lot of creative criticism from a lot. You know? can... And then being in the industry and learning how this industry actually works coming from the, you know, from a movie mm. aspect of, you know, from a professional side and then, you know, integrating that into wrestling. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then actually how the actual wrestling business works, you know, to, uh, you know, for, for me, it's like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm not a wrestler, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, oh, we found out real quick. We yeah, were practicing found, bumps yep, in a buddy's yep, backyard. Found out that real quick. Found out <laughs> real quick that that's not the road for me, yeah. but I can do all this. I can make this look cool. I can make all these guys look cool. Right. We can do all these other cool things. So it was great to just find a, a, a creative outlet for myself to just put everything that I'm good at and everything that I'm passionate for because and dude, I, I love wrestling every fiber of my Yeah, soul. we can't, like, reinforce that enough, how much we all love wrestling, pro wrestling. And, you know, even me, I love amateur wrestling, love collegiate wrestling. I, you know, like I said, MMA style background, that appeals to me. I had a whole era of that's what I was into, that's what I was doing. But as far as the original passion of what caught my eye and what made me entertain and what kept me going back week to week, before Game of Thrones, before Sopranos, before all that stuff, it was always wrestling. So we love it. You know, it has a place in our heart. We do want to honor it. But like at the same time, you know, there's there's definitely things that we want to change about it. I know you could agree. There are things we want to like make our yeah, opinions yeah. known. Um, and, and it reflected in the work here and there because, you know, we'd be doing reviews of, let's say, WWE shows that, let's be honest, you know, there were matches that we didn't watch. And we're sitting there trying, oh, yeah, you know, Rusev and Lana, blah, 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 and whatever was going on. And we didn't watch that match, yeah, you know. Yeah. We took a smoke break. Or, you know, it, got, it got to a point where... It reflected in the work is yeah. what I'm trying to say. What was them. the point of continuing to review a promotion that has a billion dollars and 
has a review team of, I don't know, 10,000 people reviewing the same content that, I don't know, everyone has their, you know, bias yeah. opinion on it. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm glad we decided to use yeah. what we're good at and put a spotlight on Vegas and to give right. more exposure out what was going on in Vegas. Because at the time when we started all this, no one was actually doing it. There were, you know, I remember at every hour of the show, we would end like, hey, I heard you got a podcast. Oh, hey, hey, I heard you got a, heard you got a podcast. And that was the thing. You it know, was like, a podcast, but I mean, you know, it was really a review show. It was really us yeah. goofing around. And I know you know what I'm talking about. You know, we can't, any, uh, any creator out there, and let me just like get off on a side note. If you have an idea and you think it's original and you know it's original, do it. Do it before somebody else gets yep. that idea and does it better. Because even if your idea was the shits, or I'm saying if your product was the shits, at least you said, hey, man, you know, we started that Vegas podcast review and it didn't matter that we were in the garage or it didn't matter that we were smoking cigarettes on the screen. And, you know, it didn't matter. Nobody else was doing that. Right. And like, you know, right. regardless of what the um, scene is right now in Vegas, as far as the casting or the media, you know, we not only had a foot in the door, we really did have kind of a like a, a hand and a claw in there, too, you know, because people, workers and, and, and you know, customers, fans, they were like, hey, not only what's up with the podcast, but where can I get a shirt? Oh, you guys are making beer glasses. What's up with that? You know, and like if you have an idea, do it. You know, right. that being said, you know, the spotlight on Vegas, no one else was doing it. We were uh, at a company that featured workers from all over the city and we hadn't got with the you know moved up to that point where we were with the uh top guys all the time like you know you know what i'm saying like i don't want to i don't know how excuse me like that, that's boom. gonna be a fun story here in just a second yeah yeah, that, yeah i know that's gonna be a fun story <laughs> in a second but 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 what I mean is that, you know, there was a lot of guys that we saw that were featured that were part of, you know, whether it was BBW or Versus, and it's like, man, this guy is really talented. That's awesome. Oh, this, uh, you know, so-and-so, like, for example, you know, Greg Romero, wow, you beat Robbie E from Impact, from, you know, Titan Games. Like, wow, like, you know, that was like a huge coup, big current, win, current BBW. WWE uh, performance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Luchasaurus, you know, being at BBW, that was big time. But at the same time, you know, once we got to, uh, as far as being involved with uh, FSW, the opportunities that they were having, not only for us guys that were just willing to like put their product out there and talk about their top guys and what their people were doing, but you know what they were doing for the guys that are from Vegas in their locker room, you know, featuring guys from all over the country, top, top names, but Hey, these guys are from Vegas. That's our champ. Or, or, you know, or this guy represents Vegas, comes here, trains here. That's the guy, you know? And, and that was something that we were like really excited to be part of because that went, along with what we were trying to do was put that highlight on, on that local scene. And now, you know, we had a spot where, you know, by uh, hook or by crook, we were going to make it, but I didn't realize it was going to be that crook. I got a message from Joe DeFalco one day about why is there a video about my show on your, on your Facebook page, on your YouTube channel. And I was like, well, Hey, you know, my cousin makes the videos. This is what happened. And, I had no idea that he actually liked the video and wanted to know what was going on. Maybe wanted to tweak a few things and talk with Mikey. I'm getting, I'm getting the shits poured down my head here. Like, oh, you, why are you showing finishes? You know, uh, you didn't think that wasn't a great idea to show this and that. And you know, we had a lot to learn, despite the fact we wanted to like highlight everything. And we had so much to give. We wanted to do everything. We were giving away too much at once. You know, and so that's reinforcing like 
getting involved with FSW, Joe DeFalco and those guys, they kind of like also reined in not just our passion for the uh, medium, but also like our skills set. You know what I mean? Like, I know I I can't speak for you making videos, but when I was involved with them, I mean, I can feel myself like reined in. I I do have to thank you for taking the heat from Joe. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I love Joe DeFalco. That's my guy. It was man. I was taking him on the chin. He's the owner of FSW, by the way. For yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah, The backstory on that is just uh, there was a point to uh, in the mix of things that we didn't know what what to do. Where we're trying to find. Where was the next step for you know local club at two sweets to leave? What was our next step? We both, all of us, had personal things going on, and I was on the verge of actually letting it all go. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I went to that show uh, against all odds. Um, it was just cool because you know the first person I saw was Wes. You know, and you know, gave me a big hug. You know, happy birthday. Walked in, the rumble's going on. First person I see is fucking uh, Braven and fucking. Uh, uh, tenacious and they it was look, like this perfect love yeah, bomb yeah, it just like reignited like, they, everything you know like. they look up and i kid you not jeremy like looks at uh, ricky and goes hey mikey's here and they both just look up and like just gave me this goofy look like hey so yeah it was good to see the and, familiar faces and just you know i was i was i was like you know what i'm just gonna just record this show on my phone and i'm gonna just highlight it like bing bang boom and if you know if it gets his attention it gets his attention if not, um, it doesn't. And then I'll just I'll join society and go work a regular job and this and that and you know just be a fan again. You know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's just uh, yeah. It was just and then the following day, this guy takes the heat for me. Joe's blown up. You know his uh, his account. You know who made this? Who did this? You exposed the entire show, and I'm like. Don't worry, man. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> you know, it, Don't worry. We'll, it's we'll, like, we'll yeah. be all right. We'll be all right. We apparently got its attention, so that's cool. Yeah. I kid you the fuck not. The next night, I run into Joe DeFalco. Yeah. The next night, literally run right dead smack into him. Yeah. And we had a long sit down uh, about the whole thing. Um, yeah, it was, it was just from there. Um, you just He was happy for me to jump aboard uh, for FSW for production. Uh, it took time uh, to me officially be on board because uh, I, there was actually a lot of work that I had to work on production-wise, how he wanted things to be done. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, just critiqued a lot of my work, which I, I needed uh, to hear and needed to be done to to be a production guy for wrestling, really. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's the thing, not to cut you off, but like honestly, what I was saying earlier, if you have an idea, do it. You never know what's going to lead. But also accept criticism not all criticism, you know what I mean? When it's coming from somebody like a Joe DeFalco or like a respected person, yeah, you should listen to what they have to say. But, you know, avoid certain comment sections of certain places. If, you know, I want to give people mm-hmm. advice. You know, d- you know, don't don't open up every DM, you know what I mean? People are going to hate. People are going to hate. People are going to hate. Yeah. And, but, but there is a such thing as good criticism, and this business has a lot of it because there's a lot of different opinions. I know you can relate because, you know, you have your own concept, your own show, and people are like, hey, maybe you should try doing this, or have you ever thought about this? And it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, right on, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, and, and for some people, it's okay to listen to everything, not for Mikey. Mikey only needs to hear the good, good stuff from the smart people. I've always tried to be the bulletproof vest for the yeah, silly people. Yeah, as you can tell, I'm a bit sensitive about a couple of things. It's He's just, an artist. I'm man. an artist, bro. He's like an artist. I have, I'm just weird. I'm weird. 
Like, I don't like to be called Mike. Like, uh, like, oh, it happens. I hate that. And, uh. and honestly, that like brings us full circle because, you know, I got the chance to work the um, do commentary with FSW in association with uh, Killer Cross for, you know, the uh, Natural Born Killers, uh, you know, shoot style, yeah. uh, hybrid yeah. pancreas wrestling. And, I got, and, and Mikey was my foot in the door with FSW. So like how it began with my foot, with, with me opening the door for uh-huh. him with BBW, uh-huh. he was the guy that did that. So, so everyone who's listening, as you can tell, Pete cannot shut up. He's been <laughs> so excited to do this interview because he hasn't Man, been able so to true. talk. So those fans of Two Speed to Elite, as you can tell, he's missed the microphone. He's missed talking so much. As you can tell, he does all the talking. I can't really do any talking. I just make stuff look cool. So I'm sorry, compadre. Continue. It's all right. <laughs> Just you know, as, as a side note, you know, uh, we are in the midst of the COVID-19 virus. You know, everybody, you know, keep your hands clean, practice social distancing, which we are obviously not. But um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, we've all been cooped up a little bit. So it's good to, you know, kind of interact. You know, even this, yeah, for sure. uh, you know, video to video is, is still a great interaction. So I'm sorry if I haven't been able to be quiet. But honestly, that brings us like, right to where we are because you know you've been doing production i've kind of laid low and and worked in affiliation with F- fsw i've done some sideline reporting with them pete's done the some, best i mean pete's the best y'all pete's the best when it comes to commentary <laughs> interviewing i'm the best at talking out of my ass listen, apparently listen to his voice it's so good it's so sports official a lot of desperation in that voice i was a san diego charger fan for a long time and then then they left me <laughs> just like everything else leaves me <laughs> but yeah man that honestly that that puts us where we are you know if, if uh yeah like ever since like uh because like i said it took a couple months for me to actually like be a part of fsw's production and like it was me and joey joey defalco which is uh joe defalco's son who's in charge of a pretty he's much- that prick son that disrespectful son yeah, that conan dis- calls him that fucking prick <laughs> disco <laughs> inferno fucking, conan that, referred that to him as that prick keep son. me up at night fucking hey mikey can you make this adjustment really quick? Oh my God, Joe, you're killing me. <laughs> but yeah, that's our relationship. It's a love hate thing. I love yeah. that kid though. He's great. But it wasn't until like him and I, like when him and I connected it, like it was a creative spark. Like uh, it was, as you can see, like production. Ed, too, man. FSW picked up real quick and it was just, uh, and, you know, and he's, he, a, he's a younger cat, you know, um, not, yeah, we, we not, have, not we revealing have ages, vision. but you know what vision. I mean? Like he's he great. You know, you guys have a same vision, which is interesting for artists that, are legitimately from different generations. You know what I mean? So I think that reflects in the product with FSW right now. If you go on to their, uh, if you go on to our, sorry, Too Sweet to Delete YouTube page, you can watch highlight videos that are FSW made by Mikey and, and you know, really great stuff. Um, and also they've they got a, top they product, a, they in a, my opinion, on the West Coast. I said it. Um, they have a brand yeah. new website at fswvegas.com. You should go check it out. Okay, I will. Blood. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say uh, FSW is probably one of the, the better West Coast indies that is out on this side. I mean, we're clear up here in Idaho, and mm-hmm. we follow it very closely. I mean, we just we just recently had an interview with Damian Drake last night. That's a good guy. Uh, yeah. And, Not so uh, much now. He's, he's oh well, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So guy. he kind of gave us his backstory on what brought him to that point. And we've had Remy Marcel. Um, you know, we've we really wanted to get Kevin Cross on, and we yeah. were really pushing for it, but it was kind of hard to 
to get to that point, and now he's kind of, you know, down in the PC, so it's going to be really hard to get to him probably, but... Um, I'm sure down the line you'll be able to get him when yeah. on him starts running through the promotion and all of that, like any other star that's yeah. there. They'll... Once again, you know, you never know. Cody, you never yeah. know, like you, you said. Know. Yeah. <laughs> the last time yeah. I even saw Kevin Cross, it was right after he had a uh, that shoot match with uh, Chris Dick or that match at uh, Killer. My gosh, yeah, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, and it was Chris that Dixon. hybrid wrestling shoot style, and uh, you know he's bleeding from his nose in the locker room. And I went and I told him, and I was like, "Hey, man, that's awesome because you're pretty and you can fight." And then I just walked away like I'm some kind of badass desperado. And like I felt so weird. Like, man, the next time I see him, he's gonna be like, there's that asshole that was like, Oh, you're so pretty with your broken nose and you know whatever. Right. What a, yeah, not a lot of people just, get that luxury to, you know, kind of talk smack to Kevin Cross, you know. I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, not only did I talk trash to him, but I also gave him my back and he didn't choke me out. And I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't know why I'm even can you please take that out of this? Well, I don't know why I mentioned that. I feel like yeah. I'm just going to get my arm ripped off or Probably. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've learned not to open yourself up to too many things because apparently if everything goes well and nothing gets canceled, AEW Double or Nothing weekend this year, where myself and Leo will be down there because we've oh, already but- got our tickets for AEW. And we were planning on coming and hitting the Mecca 7 show. And we're gonna. You got to if you can get, if you can get to a mecca, you got to get to one, man. Yeah, and uh, I got some. Place. I got some chops coming from Wes, apparently. Okay. Because I I talked too much trash to him. Well, I mean, but... you know, it's uh, he's only as terrifying. <laughs> he's only more terrifying in person. You know, yeah. so that's you got that going. Yeah. For you. I so, think we should be okay come double or nothing uh, because I think so. It's the shutdown's only for 30 days. Everything's yeah, been going yeah by the way, yeah, the Las Vegas Strip is absolutely shut down. There's no traffic. Uh, they right. did report on the news last night. Caesars Palace is, like, totally blacked out. Like, nobody in any casinos. All the hotels are closed. It's kind of eerie. But, you know, we're going to recover. Uh, another thing is, honestly, like, we do kind of, during any virus or flu season, we do kind of flip a little quicker because it gets crazy hot here, man. You know what I mean? Like, not as hot as, like, mm-hmm. Phoenix, per se, but you know what I mean? When it's like 110, 115 degrees, you know what I mean? Uh, viruses don't really survive out here like that, which is what we're anticipating at least, you know, for this one. So, I mean, 30 days, be hot enough for, yeah, yeah. FSW's yeah. the shit. FSW's the shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mecca uh, 7, the WrestleMania yeah. of the West. We follow it pretty, pretty heavily. I mean, we watch all the shows we can on Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. And then whatever, like, Mikey puts up, if he puts stuff up on your guys' page, all Mm -hmm. the highlight stuff, all the stuff that you just recently did for Mecha 6, um, that's what actually, I believe that's what put me in contact with with Mikey, was seeing all that stuff, and then I had found out that you guys were in, in with Wes, and then I kind of reached out to him and I says, how does these, do you think these guys would be a good podcast and everything? And he's like, oh yeah, definitely. Those are my dudes. And <laughs> they oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely hit them up. So I was like, well, I'm going to hit them up. We'll see. I, if oh, I yeah. need to, if I need oh. to use your cred, I'll do it, you know, but. Right on. So That's it's, awesome. it's been pretty cool. And like I said, I told, uh, 
I told Mikey the other day that uh, we we were at that Fremont Street show last year, the the Fight Capital show that Teddy Hart was putting on. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, right at the end of the show, like we make like right right before the 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 video ends, like you can see me and Leo standing there, and I was I oh, I'm shit. not shitting you. I marked out. I was like, holy shit, I made a highlight video. <laughs> and that's, and that's what put it. me on. And that's what put me it. on to you guys. And then, awesome, so then, since then, I've been following because I seen that show pop up and I was like, oh shit, that was the show we were at. Yeah. And that was such a badass show, uh, yeah. you know, because it had a lot of great. Our buddy you know, Ben the Ref is actually, uh, you know, wasn't he? He was, uh, he was also running that. It was Ben and uh, Teddy were running that promotion. Yeah, so, right. I mean, low-key, like another another guy that was in Vegas at the time, you know, a foot in the door type yeah. of thing, you know. This, you know. Yeah, Wes and Ben reached out to me personally on that one. And then I, I told him a quick story what happened to me at that show because, like, did I tell you I was injured? You remember you oh, told me you I was injured? Oh, you guys Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not really sure what <laughs> happened he never does. You know, is, is, all is I remember is later on the night, I just wasn't feeling good and I couldn't walk right. And from what I can tell from the moment it happened, it was from when uh, Chris Bay went to do a flippy over the top rope and Teddy Hart turns and looks at the crowd, makes sure no one's around. He looks dead ass at me and he grabs me by my shoulder and tells me to move. Well, apparently I didn't move fast enough, and here comes Chris Bay on top of Teddy, and I'm right next to Teddy, and we both kind of go down, and I just remember just like something wasn't feeling right in my groin area. It was kind of painful, and as the night went on, it just kept hurting and hurting, and I'm just like, you know what, dude? I'm going to fight through this. I'm going to just keep filming because I'm a fucking man because I fucking love wrestling, and I'm going to just keep going. Yeah, so like the next day, I couldn't walk at all. It was akin to when Triple H let Jericho put him in the lion tamer with the torn quad. I mean, You're Mike right. soldiering on, yeah. soldiering through. Honestly, you know what that was? That was your first lesson in the heart dungeon, brother. It was. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know? so like I remember like the next day, I, I had to go to work. Was it work? The next day? Probably the following day. Yeah, it was on a Friday, yeah. It was, yeah, because I went to work on a Saturday just because I had to to get hours. So, yeah, I had to go to work, and I remember telling my boss, I'm not feeling too good. I can't walk. I wasn't walking right. He's like, you okay? I'm like, nah, dude, I'm not. Like, I think there's something wrong with my testicle. Like, seriously, it fucking hurts <laughs> in my damn testicle. <laughs> it fucking hurts. Alistair Blank. So, like, all I know is I remember just, like, inspecting it myself and just looking how fucking swollen it was. And yeah, Teddy Hart gave him big balls, is what he's yeah. trying to tell everybody. Teddy Hart gave him the biggest balls ever. Thank you, um, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, just having the it ended up just being a torn, uh, what was it, torn, uh, something, something or other, and it was an inflammatory gland of the fucking thigh dorsimus the, the upper ubulus yeah, the... I don't have the paperwork in front of me I just remember just looking at the doctor with just like, such a confused face I'm not a doctor damn it and you know <laughs> at the time my insurance was decent so I like, covered most of it but Ted, I do have to thank you Teddy Hart for covering the remainder part of the bill thank you good sir you're such a good brother there you for go that. there you go um, shout out yeah, uh, yeah um, but yeah uh, 
that that's my story behind that. This mm. how I hurt my testicle was from somehow uh, Teddy Hart trying to save me from a flippy flippy from Chris Bay, and somehow I moved wrong or fell, took the bump. I don't know. Something twisted wrong, and I hurt my testicle. Yeah, wow. I got a sore throat once at a, at a show doing commentary, and that was rough. Also, John Moxley threw the microphone or slapped the microphone out of Kevin Cross's hand, and it didn't hit me, but Jake Black. The uh, the, the um, immortal, the awesome Jake Black of FSW, CZW fame. Honestly, this is a guy that is super humble, super awesome, super amazing at what he does as a commentator. And, like, you know, he has matches online that are his voice commentating that have, like, hundreds of thousands of views when you go back to, like, the early CZW days and then here with FSW. Um, he's out. He's got his phone recording this uh, interaction and John Moxley smacks the microphone out of Kevin Cross's hand, and it hit with such force right into Jake's hand, it knocked his phone into his face. So, like, if you actually rewatch the match, it's up on FSW, I want to say, for free, right? The, the Moxley-Kevin Cross shoot match. Uh, you'll hear me, I'm like, are you all right, Jake? It's like one of the first things that I say because he's wearing a, his phone, like, as, <laughs> as sunglasses, like. So, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, I've never really even had to be too close to the action as much as I love it. Um, uh, I feel, I'm not even going to lie, uh, that I'm a little jealous of M1 that he gets to like get kicked in the head and stuff like that. Cause he's not conditioned for that kind of stuff. Oh, I, you know take what bumps. I, mean? I know I you mean, can take bumps, but I mean, like, you know, how did this small amount of training, but not a lot, like. I'm not saying that I'm trained in wrestling. Well, yeah, I'm just saying I'm trained in getting about, kicked in the head. <laughs> did, did, you happen, did you happen to mention to Damien Drake about him kicking me in the face? No, we didn't get that far. Okay. Uh, Damien Drake kicked oh, me in so, the face. Oh, so not as far as you've gotten with us. Not intentionally. Yeah. He didn't kick me in the face intentionally. He just Yeah. Just uh, Matt Vandergrift picks him up, throws him in the turnbuckle, and I catch his foot to my face. You were right there. Actually. Occupational hazard. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I was there. That you day. were there. You were there. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hit me dead ass in the face. And yeah, then, after uh, the Mikey next, told next... me that the other day, I had to go back and watch it. And I was like, because I remember watching that match, and I never caught it, that that versus pro match between Vandergriff and Damien. And so... I never caught it. And then Mikey tells me about it, and I go back and see it. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit, that looks like it At 3.23, I go down for the count. <laughs> we lose feed, but we didn't lose the audio, though. Yep. That's awesome. Great match, too, by the way. You should check it out on YouTube, on our channel, if you're listening. It's got, like, almost 500 views. That's actually impressive yeah. for a fucking free match. That, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, the viewership has only gone up because – and, I mean, you know, the thing is that's interesting is, like, the quality of what's on the respective channels, whether it's Too Sweet to Delete, whether it's on FSW, whether it's on Facebook, you know, that's how you catch the video, like – the quality of the videos is amazing. They deserve to be seen by like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views, honestly. Like some of our stuff deserve to be seen by no one. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about our stuff, the two suites of the lead yeah. stuff. Once we got involved with FSW and Versus and BBW and showing the work that those guys do, at that point, then it was like, man, I hope everybody sees this. When initially it was like, oh, we're going to go talk about wrestling. Oh, I met Titus O'Neil at NBA Summer League. Let me wear a trench coat and act like Indiana Jones and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want anybody to see that. But it's there on the YouTube channel, you know? And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, do you want to watch us cook 
lick my greasy ass. Yeah, it would make a sandwich out of a Harlan Williams joke. I mean, you know, why not? That's on the YouTube channel as well as, you know, doing commentary of Greg Romero doing a, a flip off a cage, you know, or, uh, you know, a highlight video of, you know, Chris Bay beating Killer Cross, you know, putting him through a table and shit. You know what I'm saying? God, like, I'm like, not going to lie, that's my favorite. And, and that's, that's, the highlight. Thing, that's the thing that's crazy about uh, being a content creator is that when you look back at your body of work and you watch it get better and better and better and better is something right. that like I yes. can be proud of because I was a part of the struggle. I don't edit one second of the FSW videos. I don't make one logo for the Wilbur Club Facebook page or any of that stuff. That all goes through this guy. He does all that. And he does amazing work, as you all know and can see. But the fact that, that I was there, part of the struggle, that I have you know, been here uh, in the editing room, as we call my garage, um, <laughs> been in the editing room and be like, man, look at this. It's good to be back in here. Look for, at this. And for, from those who don't know, we're actually live in the Wilbur Club again. Like, we're not, we're not some weird place. Now we decided to do this in the garage of the old Wilbur Original Club. location. And that's the thing. I, I do appreciate the feel of your uh, show and podcast, Cody, is that it's, it's real free-flowing. I don't know if this goes out live or if you edit this after or if you just release this all at one poor giant, giant glob. But you know what I mean? Like... Uh, the, the comfortability, the rapport, man, is there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, this is awesome. And it's not just because I've been cooped up. It's not just because I want to talk. Like, you know, I can tell that you're a guy that's interested. He's been cooped up. No, no, absolutely not. No, it's, <laughs> I can tell you're a guy that's interested in the business. I can tell you're a guy that's interested in, like, the the, the ins and outs of, of being a fellow content creator. And, you know, there's a lot of little tricks and tips that we can all share and we can all do. Um, right. But like I said earlier – the biggest thing that's that's been about this whole like journey with Too Sweet to Delete and the Wilbur Club is that, like I said, I can go back and watch the very first video, which you would not let me delete. The very first video, I'm standing there looking like a cheesy idiot in the garage, <laughs> and I'm like, "Hi guys, we're here to bring you reviews of comic books and the like." And I use the word "the like," like you know, and not you know, like what an idiot. But anyway, you know, I can look at that. And then go back and be like, wow, there's highlights of Mega 6. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, and there it right. is on that, you know, it's been an awesome yeah. journey. It's really cool. And honestly, it would never have happened without pro wrestling because he's a talented artist. Uh, he believes that I'm a talented talker. We would never meet in the middle about anything, whether it's movies, whether it's video games, whether it's comic books. We have such different opinions that we can't even talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, we'll end up just insulting each other. Like, you know what I mean? And when it comes to wrestling, it's like, all right, you know, we can talk about this. We can debate. You know, we can get into it. And, you know, this guy's family to me. You know what I mean? And, and it's it's crazy that wrestling has provided all this because it's given him a lot of, like, fulfillment. Because I remember seeing him be, uh, you know, kind of down in the dumps and not passionate about anything anymore. You know, just going and doing you know? I, can, I can honestly say that pro wrestling saved my life. Yeah, real cool. talk. Like, yeah. real fucking talk. Like, I was there. I saw it. If, I watched if it. If I didn't have this outlet, like, I mean, granted, I'm a parent and everything, and that's my first objective every fucking day is taking care of my kid, man. But, dude, it's yeah. without this, I would have a hard time coping with life. Yeah, the, and, and that's what I want to reinforce is that he was, like, zombie-like. There was no, like, oh, man, I'm worried 
Mikey's going to off himself or something. There was never that type of concern because he's my family. No, you know, we yeah, always reach I'll, out to I'll each other. Like I know no, he's just... a dad and everything, but I'm saying there was another a new thing that came along that just kept him going. That, that wasn't like somebody that's just going through the motions anymore, you know? And, and, and I know that that is like really important for a lot of people is, you know, like getting out of the mundane. And it's really tough right now because we're all cooped up together and we're all you know, in the midst of this shutdown lockdown, but it's still important to find a passion to cultivate that shit and fucking grow them seeds, man. Cause like here it is, you know, there's, here's a legit person that's in there doing legit work that a lot of people are seeing and a lot of people are recognizing and a lot of people want to know about. Right. I think that shit's dope. Cause it came from pro wrestling. Yeah. Well, yeah. me and Leo, Leo have always said that wrestling brings people together. I mean, Mm-hmm. me and him have been friends for probably 10 plus years we used to work together um and because of this like i was the one that brought the podcast idea out you know and he's just like well, i don't know if we want to do that or not and i mean and then it it opened a whole nother door to where we thought we were just going to be bitching about wwe every week and then it got to where it was like well let's you know what if we reach out to people? Then we started finding people like Manny Lemons out of Salt Lake. Which yeah, he's not far from guys, yeah. And then Wes Logan and The Shade and all those guys down there. And yeah, absolutely. To, to have it, you know, getting uh, Martin Casals on our podcast was a huge deal. Like, oh, Marty, you know, the yeah. Mar- Marty the Mount? Marty the Mount. <laughs> Quick story, he advertised it for a show he was booked on with us as Marty the Mouth. And I'm like, bro, it's Marty the Moth. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. And then there's Marty. Oh, so who's the guy that put me as Marty the Mouth? Huh? You know. Oh, God. Good so stuff. Good stuff. Well, it was funny when Leo introduced him on that show, he actually said his last name wrong. And uh, <laughs> Martin or Marty uh corrected us and then leo felt like shit afterwards he's like man i just butchered one of my favorite wrestlers names it's the worst feeling ever (laughs) yeah and then you know to have uh another big one for us was remy marcel we became fans of his you know we're watching what he was doing in vegas and you know in arizona california everywhere and i was like you know, that was a big, huge get for us. That was somebody that we didn't think. And he was probably one of the most humble people to talk to, you know, yeah. and that was an hour long conversation. And at the end of it, I still keep in touch with Remy. Yeah. And, and I'm like, know, how the fuck is that happening? You know, that's, cra- that's crazy that's because I only hear great things about him. And like, I'm like almost ashamed to say that I haven't gotten a chance to like sit down and talk with him the way other people have you know for a long period of time because he's like such an engaging and smart guy and he's he was uh one of the only people him and greg romero and darren corbin uh and i'm sorry uh remy was part of the whirlwind gentleman with uh, jack manley at the manley, time well. right so so I, I don't mean to cut those guys out but i'm saying i was at a ppw show that i was invited to and it's the very first pro wrestling show i ever went to live pp paragon pro wrestling paragon yeah. Samstown. and uh, so i remember him from there you know, but I've never got the chance to like talk to him. And I'm like, man, you know, uh, just big ups on the guy. You know what I'm saying? A humble, humble cat. I appreciate that because, you know, he's been around, trains hard. He looks great. He wins a lot. He's the best at everything. And, uh, you know, if he's not in the ring, 
he's a, a totally awesome guy. I guess, you know, he's not such an awesome guy for his opponent. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I just, what I'm trying to do is give him a real long love letter. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. So we oh, had yeah. Remy, we had Remy on right after he uh, came back and won the No Limits title in that three way with Ice and Damien. And he told us a story about putting, uh, putting the dude through the door. Oh, Ice's brother? Oh, yeah, oh. Ice's brother. <laughs> that was and, man, best. just to listen to him because he was not breaking it. Like, at the end of it, I was like, dude, he legitly wanted to fucking kill that kid, I think. Wasn't that shit on Bajamania or something? Or they can't show a live murder on Bajamania, probably. Yeah, man, it was. I remember watching that stream live. Like, and I'm like. Charm, man, that's all Before, I got to say. He got him the third one. When he, like, when he said, when Ice Williams was talking shit to Remy at the Vegas Bad Boys podcast, and he was like, oh, yeah, you tried to kick me. I caught it, spun you, put you in the post, and then I fucked up your brother. I was like, that's the dopest shit talk line I've ever heard in my yeah. life. That's Conor McGregor level shit. Yes. And people responded, but I'm like, man, somebody just looped that over and over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Then he put him through a door, so it didn't matter. But you know, yes, yeah. just... I love the part in our podcast when we were talking. He's like, "Dude, the door, guys, the door was paid for, so somebody was going through that motherfucker." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh shit, <laughs> that's awesome." Yeah, it was that was that was a pretty fun one. So yeah, and you got to remember, man, he's got crazy reach. That guy, considering that he did that uh, Asian tour, you know, yeah, he's, got, he's got some television experience and. You know, uh, you know, big shout out to him as a guy that's like, I love you, Remy. Done his thing, you know what I'm saying? I love you, Remy. But I'm saying that's the thing. I love all those guys. There's, you know, cats like, you know, Swade Thompson. That's a guy that's been around for a long time. That, that, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to talk to him. No, he's, he's definitely, he's, we got a lot of people on our bucket list, people. And I would say 90, I would say 90% of the people that we have are out of that Vegas wrestling scene. I mean, honestly, like we're, we're getting into them now, but, um, and you know, we try to show love to our, our guys out here in Utah. And then we do cool. have some professional wrestling here in Idaho. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're, you know, we're trying take, take to spread care of your guys the, first. Take care we're of your trying guys to spread the love, but yeah, absolutely. opportunities come up. Like with Damien, like I reached out to him and he's just like immediately he's like, Yeah, here's my here's my Skype info, let's do it. No, don't talk to him anymore because I want him on my show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so <laughs> you stick to those guys up there. No, I, I'm, I'm totally kidding. No, there's a lot of guys that, that absolutely, you know, out of this Vegas scene and, and you know that I, I don't know if it's just Vegas. Um, you know, you talk to people, doors open up. You know, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, West Coast is, is is hot right now. You know what I mean? There there's some top mm -hmm. top workers coming out, mm -hmm. and 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 wrestling is changing. The world is different. Um, you know, when I was watching wrestling, like I said earlier, WrestleMania 14 is my favorite WrestleMania because it was freaking Mike Tyson from you know the baddest man on the planet, and then you had Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels, and even at that time, it was still Land of the Giants. You know, right. even though King Shamrock was coming in, but he was jacked. You know, there was no Kurt Angle. The shorter shooter yet, you know, but like things have changed over the years and, you know, smaller guys are, are, are more prevalent, winning, bigger, you know, these big giant doofus skyscraper guys are no longer uh, <laughs> you know, top of the world like they used to be. I mean, like, I mean, come on. God bless his heart with the giant Gonzalez, man. Seven foot three. Lord Jesus. They had to put muscles on his 
spandex. Like he didn't have uh, it. I remember that. Like, yeah. You know, let it go. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. El Gigante. That's my boy. John Gonzalez. That's my boy, dude. Make fun of him. Yeah. So, um, what are you guys currently like? TV wise, national wise, what are you guys digging? More WWE, more Impact, more uh, AW. Uh, I mean, uh, well, since the whole entire landscape has changed, and now we have a wrestling week instead of wrestling days. Um, that's tough, man. It's too much to watch. So there's a lot of it is. It's a lot to keep and, up with. And being involved with you know, locally here, you know, with FSW, like, it's, it's, I, I only watch mainly when our guys are featured on the product. Like, Ring of Honor, Impact, I'm on top of it. If one of our guys yeah. are, are featured yeah. on, on there, I'm watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Chris um, Bay recently debuted on Impact. You know, Damian yeah. Drake. Yeah, that's Damian back, Drake. Back, yeah. back, back when Ring of Honor yeah. was here, Suede was on there. Uh, Damien was on there. Chris was on. Yeah, I'm watching. Lisa even, Butcher. Like even uh, Lacey Ryan was on Impact. You know, Lacey yeah, Ryan. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching when our guys and our gals are on TV. He's doing it. He's doing it. We're getting too yeah. to delete right. I know. Yeah, you watch videos of the past. He's doing yeah, it. Yeah, I get crazy. a little passionate. Yeah, sorry. But no, and that that is the thing. Um, as far as uh, TV product, I try to stay updated with AEW. Um, yeah. I don't watch a lot of the matches though. It's so strange because I they're still finding their. Well, I've done a full flip. As when I first came back into wrestling, is I didn't watch any vignettes or any lead up or any talking or any segments. I would only watch the matches. And now I've kind of gone the other way, where I'm like, I don't want to watch the matches. Let me just know what the storylines are, and then I can watch the pay per view. And uh, I don't know if that's like me changing my arc and my viewership as a fan. Or if it's just the fact that I'm like not super interested um, in the TV product. As far as the local guys, like Mikey said, if I can find them on Impact, if I can find them on Ring of Honor, if I can find them on MLW, which is another one that's MLW, got a bunch of our guys. NWA. NWA, yeah. If you can NWA. find those guys, find that stuff, I watch it. Um, and that's the only like in-ring work that I've been watching. And some of that is because of... I was anticipating. Well, I'll, I'll be real, dude. I I haven't really been watching WWE since Mania at all. I yeah. It just for me personally, it just kind of just went downhill. NXT is great. I love NXT, um, but just the main brand itself. I, I think they've just completely lost touch with the audience, touch with the creative, touch with their talent. I just don't think they know what they're really doing with their two main brands. Come Survivor Series, I think they're on top of the world. It was incredible watching them do what's best for them is to compete with themselves, within their brands. But honestly, when it comes to TV, there's nothing about it that catches my interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more straight, like, you're going to like to see Vegas talent featured on TV, but I do, personally, it was like heavily invested when NWA got relaunched on YouTube. Power is dope of the dope dope. It is so fucking dope. Oh. I fucking love it yeah. so much. Yeah. It's so very much. good. I would, honestly, it would be a dream come true if I got to work for NWA. I'm serious. If I could do all that dope-ass retro graphics on all that awesome fucking material and get to work with Billy Corgan. Oh, bro. 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 Chicago. Chicago. I'm telling you. <laughs> you got know, that um, Billy Corgan connection. Um, 
Uh, other than that, you know, I kind of like dropped off in New Japan recently. Uh, New Japan, New Japan had like that roster yeah, purge and yeah. and those injuries because yeah. their their work style is nuts. It kind of sucks. Man. When they got Hard. four or five guys that break their neck in one year, you got to be like, hey, maybe we should like not yeah. wrestle in a but, boxing ring. <laughs> maybe we should like not do. So- oh, okay, never mind. That's all right. It's just the, what, <laughs> sorry. What? It's crazy to me, though, during this time is that, like Mikey was talking about, there's a wrestling week now. And we're watching more indie wrestling yeah, than anything, right. you know, considering that there's so much main event product out there between like these Mega huge 6, brands. Like before Mega 6, I watched MLW because it was Cross against uh, right. uh, yeah. uh, uh, Tom and uh, had to watch it. Had to watch it. You know, and it was before one Can't of our shows, you. you know. Can't blame you. You know, it's... It's it's pick and choose really at this point, but like yeah. it's mainly you know like with 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 social media just overall taking over the platform. It's you can watch whatever you want at any given time. You know, yeah. it's I think Impact is a good product. And I think it's un- underrated, really. Personally, I, I think Agreed. it is. I think they feature more talent that's underrated. It, I, they feature a lot of underrated talent I have that nothing deserves negative. their TV time. I have nothing and negative to say. Since, a, since, they, and, since they've been featured on AXS TV, I think their product is catapulted. My only thing Big is, it just oh, seems, it's, it's such a, his beer. It's such a strange energy <laughs> with Impact that it's, it's, it's taped matches. You know what I mean? But that's, uh, what, I, but, that's but, what I like about it. Same, that's the thing with NWA. That's why I like I, it. It's taped. Yeah, you know, it's, it's and it's reminiscent of that old WWF style of Saturday morning superstars. You know what I mean? I, right. Well, that's, it, that's it, what it, I'm it, trying to get at is live is not the only way. Yeah. You know, and, and it live took a second. Great. It's a weird energy, you know, but the tape matches, you know, it works. Especially if you have like a big build. Go- I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to book you know, anything because I mean, that's not what I do. Like I said, personally, it helps, it helps create your storyline. It helps make, create more of the, the uh, theatrics you can use. During your TV time, you know, and instead yeah. of doing so much live stuff where things can go wrong, this and that. Yeah, there's was, very few people that are gonna live just deliver in in a certain way, and 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 I'm talking about like, you know, for me, one of the things that brought me back into wrestling was like, I didn't enjoy. Oh, here's Bray Wyatt. He's evil he's got a cult and i'm like yeah that's scary that's pretty scary uh, you know right on you know but i never believed in the undertaker fire and lightning you know you got to remember I, I came from like mma so it's like oh uh, well who cares man in a street fight that guy will kick his ass you know and so it was hard for me to find believability in certain things with wrestling especially when i was coming back and so bray wyatt miss teacher lady promo live was like whoa that shit is real that dude's got some voodoo he's awesome I believe in his mind control. You know, that being said, there's so much about wrestling that's just like so weird and crazy. And I and I don't understand why so many people want to do live only all the time. Because there's very people that very few people that can d- deliver steadily, consistently, something like that. Like there's no you don't have 20 Bray Wyatt's on your roster. You know, what I mean you can't you right. can't have uh, awesome storylines for every part of the card. You know what I'm saying? Some stuff has to be silly. Because, you know, our truth ain't going to go out there and deliver you Shakespeare. He's going to go out there and dance and get the crowd laughing and, and all right, cool, 24-7 title, you know. But Bray Wyatt can go out there and even as the Fiend, you know, can, and 
I'm not even trying to go like on some crazy weirdness thing. I'm what I'm trying to say is I really enjoy talking on the microphone. Talking on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Losing train of thought. Talking on the microphone. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, it's no, all good. but uh, in 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 reality, uh, what what I am actually trying to say is that I think it's awesome that there's so many different options to watch, especially considering that there's a wrestling week and the the main top guys being live shows only. I feel like that might come back to bite them because, you know, there's there's a lot going for these people that take their time and can deliver something. Uh, that being said, I got to ask you a question, Cody. Um, what did you think about AEW? You know, they straight up and WWE were these folks are performing in front of like minimal crowds, sometimes no crowd. AEW debuted Matt Hardy, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, goodness. Debuted Matt Hardy, uh, you know, in front of nobody. I mean, you know, and there's no crowd pop. Is that energy still important? Do you have to have the crowd at least? You know, I understand taped versus live, but I mean, audience, crowd, I mean, you got to have that, right? So speaking from recent experience, me and Leo went to AEW's Dynamite taping. The last live taping with a crowd in Salt Lake City. We're about where we live to Salt Lake is about three hours. Okay, where, where do you live in Idaho? I, I have family in Montana, so I've driven through Idaho many times. Uh, so I live in Twin Falls. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So depending on what part of Montana you're heading to, if you drove across mm -hmm. a big canyon across, uh, over a big bridge, that's where I live. Right there's on. Only one, okay. There's only one way to get through. You got to go across the canyon. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so we went to AW Dynamite in Salt Lake City, and it was the last Dynamite with a live crowd. Because that night, as we were driving back to Idaho, like the NBA shutting down because of the mm -hmm. Utah Jazz players. So I possibly might have coronavirus because I was in Salt Lake City. I don't know. Sure. I mean, what <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> right. And uh, so that, and it wasn't a full crowd. I mean, the TV side was full. The hard cam was full. So, I mean, that's all good. We had pretty decent seats. Um, but I think debuting Matt Hardy and Brody Lee to an empty audience, I, you definitely didn't get the pop. But yeah. I don't know. Like, do you, do you halt all storylines? Do you just say, well, we're just going to go out there and we're just going to, you, 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 go have a match kind of a thing, you know? Yes. People, the, the smart. All storylines need to stop right now and just do wrestling matches at this point see personally that's just my thing because look 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 as you just said and i agreed with that fully because oh look matt hardy debuted yeah with no pop look and, that, and that's the and that was the culmination you, of a major storyline him debuting and then you have no pop and then you have jericho and and hardy go you know face to face no pop no reaction they're, they're, you, it, you're trying to do a show with no reaction, and WWE did it. At first, it was cool because commentary was taking over, and they doing the thing. Triple H was pretty much taking over the damn show and made it entertaining. But if you once that was gone, it was just you're performing in an empty arena with no reaction. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I think you got to go the direction, and you will never hear me say this. But you gotta copy Lucha under, Underground when it comes to that shit. You know what I mean? Like where the they had those like movie promos. You know what I mean? Where it was yeah. so pre-taped that they were doing angles that were like 
movies and Johnny Mundo was a hunter and Rey Mysterio was a ninja and you might have to do shit like that. And I'm not saying go out of control like with Buffy the Vampire Slayer like storylines, but I'm saying like film it with this like dynamic angles and this and that and then matches only. Not this tried and tropic like I'm going to do a promo in front of the crowd and you're going to cheer when I say this and you're going to say this. Bro, come on. 316, come on. You cannot have Stone Cold come out there. If you want to know what 316 is all about, let me get a hell yeah. Crickets. Crickets, bro. Crickets. In the first time in history of Stone Cold coming out asking for a hell it's yeah. It's the first and only time it seems forced when you have to you do it like crickets, that. You got crickets, dude. Yeah. And just after that, just after that for me, it just that's when I knew it just this is not right. This is not right. I understand yeah. the show must go on, but to have any kind of a segments of promos – or anything That's what I'm saying. It can't be in the same template of how they do their promos yeah, or how is, they run their show. You got to get different the creative the minds same. in there. The product's not the yeah. same. Yeah. And 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 know. they've always said it's it's not the wrestling. It were, it's entertainment. You know, Corbin, I'm saying that Corbin, company Corbin says, says hey, the it's, Corbin on the mic with his uh, Corey's show. You know, saying like his character is based off the fans' reaction. And with with, with no fan reaction, what do you have? A guy out there with tattoos and bald head. And I guess, wrestling dude. <laughs> I guess, you know. I think Baron Corbin's a stud. I hate the whole I mean, best you know, I, I, really, I had to release that video for Mecca 6 because personally to me, like, the fans are extremely important. We, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a fan. You know, we play a very essential. And I, I stress that word, essential, at this point. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we, fans it. are essential to wrestling. I know people are going to hate this, but if you're going to do shit, you need to do more like Haunted House, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton crap. And like, Dude. I'm saying like, not crap, but I mean like predetermined, uh, shoot, uh, we're going to go here, we're going to film this here. Like I said, Lucha Underground style, where it's like yep. a cool product because of the circumstances. Like it's not all about, all right, I'm in the locker room and here's, uh, yeah, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try real hard. I'm going to beat his ass. All right, give me points. You know what I mean? I mean it's, not the, it's not the video game WWE stuff where you do your promo and then you go out there I, and the crowd cheers for you. We got to do things differently because the circumstances are calling for it. And it's a trillion dollar problem. I know, but at the same time, too, look what happened in NXT yesterday. I mean, I still have trouble thinking of NXT separate from WWE because, man. like, I'm sure. It says WWE look, 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 in the corner of their it, paycheck. Personally, it, like, and I told him this myself, it was, it's been an absolute honor this past year to work alongside him to do flyers, promos, everything for Killer Cross. Man, like, I idolize that dude. That dude worked great. Is fucking incredible. And he's he the real deal. I'm telling you, I came shit. from uh, I, shit. I, I, oh my god, that dude has done some amazing yeah. things. Yeah. But watching NXT and watching this this end of promo thing here. And to have his promo video at the end, and I'm sitting there just going, "All right, that video is dope. Promo is great. You know, I love, I love great video work. But please, to me personally, you're gonna if you debut Killer Cross to an empty arena, you're not gonna get a true reaction that he deserves from his debut in WWE, especially at the NXT level. I just, I just don't think you can get the full effect." that the WWE is actually wanting and expecting from a man of his stature to debut to an empty crowd. I think they'll yep. try to spin it. I think they'll try to spin it like, oh, he's the silent killer. 
Maybe I don't know, man. Silence, and because he is, I, I'm having bad anxiety with this no crowd shit. I, I just can't watch wrestling without my fans because I'm a fan. It's tough, but right. that, that leads me. me. I, I gotta ask you not to like take over that part of the show, Cody. But I gotta ask you and both of you guys. Matter of fact, if the fans are not allowed to watch the product live or or be in the um, or be in the arena to watch it in person, how do you involve them? Like, is it? Oh, going you're out? asking me what I. Oh, okay, I got. All you. right, cause, so you. like so, because I don't look. Recently, we were watching Black Mirror, and there's that episode 15 million merits. All right, I don't know if you're familiar with it at all, Cody, but uh, there's like virtual doppelgangers in a crowd of like screens. So, overall, we're, and so like, are we gonna have a bazillion uh, 17,000 sold out Scott calls here in the T-Mobile Arena? Like, I mean, why not? Yeah, you just know? give it away. Like, just give it away. Oh, so. So, like, okay, so WrestleMania this year is projected to be an empty arena mania, right? Right. Right, we're going to have nobody there. No one's going to watch Mania. And it's a goddamn shame, too. Like, because the graphic designs on this are fucking incredible. It's a whole pirate theme. It's so cool. So super rad, you know? And I I remember, like, Simbody, like, went on on his Instagram and said, like, what what can they do to make it cool? Super laser light show, maybe some green screens. You know, honestly, I'm pretty sure that WWE is probably going to use some of those ideas. They're going to go nuts with that stuff. You know, we're probably going to watch, you know, John Cena fight the Fiend on a pirate ship with waves and, like, you know, know, pirates probably fighting around them and everything. Cool. I mean, that's cool, I guess. But the thing with me personally, I keep saying it's the fans. Is it really a WrestleMania moment without the fans? I mean, is it? So, to me, what I thought would be a really cool idea to save this, to actually have fans react, to go into this show... Was exactly how you put it. Was from that Black Mirror episode. Mm. Um, there is a way where we can use gaming consoles and use you know, how was it uh, PlayStation and Xbox to use those avatars that those are signed into the WWE network to use your avatar that would be projected hologrammed into the crowd, and your vocal portion will be reacted into the audio of the show. I say they just like rent like 40,000 iPads, and like just have Skype running. I know. Like a giant grid, you know. What that I mean? was just my idea. Like, how, people. How, like, how can you fill a, How can you fill a stadium with no people by projecting their avatar? I mean, that viral aspect has been part of WWE lately. Like the first one I remember is they were super proud of the uh, AJ Styles debut. There was all these like online reaction videos of AJ Styles debuting that were everywhere, all over the WWE network, all over AJ's vignettes, all over Raw and everything. And it's like, I mean, why not continue that where it's like at least see like video interaction? Because fans are important. The pop is important. Everything back. Uh, okay, there. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm good. All right, sorry. Yeah, I know we were ranting going on, um, but like honestly. I think we're kind of in the same vein here, whether it's like holographic doppelgangers, avatars, avatars, doppelgangers, video doppelgangers, avatars, whatever your video game, no avatars. doppelgangers. Cause I'm like, come on, man. Like the video game like community is huge, right? Yeah. Like how many people are going to watch the WWE network on their gaming consoles? So like project their, most people project their video game avatar into the crowd and use their audio as their reaction as a part of the crowd reaction. Instead of coming out to an empty crowd, you're coming out to a hologram projected crowd of video game avatars that are projecting their voices into the arena. 
and then you'll be like, man, that unicorn over there. Man, I didn't take enough time. That unicorn today. like that backbreaker I just did. Shit. Yeah, that was pretty similar to what Leo, he kind of thought the same thing. Kind of like, like the first couple episodes of NWA Power that I watched where he had like the live chat on YouTube and you have like the Wrestling Days guy that does like the live reactions and stuff like that. That's what they need to do is yeah. something similar to that or pretty much similar to what you guys were saying as well. I think it could happen. Like we have the technology, right? I think that they could probably do anything they want. It's a billion dollar but, I mean, I, at the same time though, are they just going to do what they've been doing, you know, and just be like, all right, no, we're just going gonna... to. And, and here's my argument too, to this whole fan thing. If you go back and I posted this video, 2014, the WWE released the video thanking the fans because without the fans, there is no show. They did this whole intro of like the lights, 55,000 lights, a whole production crew, vans that do all this wiring. It's all for you. It's all for you. And Dan O'Brien comes out doing the yes chant to an empty arena. Yeah. And all of this is nothing without you. The fans. So, with that said, uh, see, this is why I can't. I can't cope with it. I can't cope watching wrestling without its fan base. I can't. Right. I can't. I can't watch without a fan's reaction. I can. I can react all day, but I feel a part of the universe when I get to react with those who are reacting live. I'm just. That's just me. That's just me. I don't know. That's just me, bro. What? I'm gonna walk away. Like knock shit over. Get all mad and upset. He exploded into confetti. He got so... But that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, at this point, like, if the fans are that important, then they can't find, like, an electronic go-around. Why not just postpone Mania? Yeah. Everybody gets it. The world is kind of being like, hey, let's do this shit later. You know, the whole world is being like... The Olympics are like, hey, you know what? We'll still call it 2020. Well, maybe we'll do the Olympics in 2021. Why not? And I'm not saying we got to postpone Mania until next year, but if it if Postpone Mania just happened to happen in the summer, just would it please. murder you? Would you die? You know what I mean? Goodness oh no, SummerSlam! Oh no, uh, it's going to be two months away. Oh well, cool. And it, the thing what is, what an awesome follow up to Mania with SummerSlam in two months. There are very few times. And I think we're being specific with WWE here. We haven't picked on AEW because they tried to put... No, like, they, they put a stop to blood and guts, which I fucking was like, yes! Hey, that is what it is. Yes! Well, <laughs> don't do that awesome fucking televised pay-per-view with no crowd. Well, yeah. well, that, And that's what I'm saying is, is, does it have to happen? I mean, you know, they can still maintain... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the CEO. I don't really know what's actually happening at the big desk, but like... Do you you must perform on this day or the world will end? I mean, it seems very like so set in stone. And there's seems to me very few times with WWE, especially where the show must go on, has like benefited them. Like when you look at it was 9-11, right? 9-11 yeah. is the great time when Vince stood in there and we're not gonna be dictated to, we're gonna enjoy ourselves. Bye. You know, and that was great. Vince is awesome for that. But hey. The show must go on after Owen Hart dies. Probably not the best idea. The show must go on after, oh, we don't know the details of Chris Benoit and his death. We just know he's dead. Let's give him a three and a half hour tribute. 
didn't go so well. You know what I mean? I know those maybe aren't the best examples because they're kind of catastrophic. But, I mean, this is a global virus here that, you know, maybe we could just kind of take a break. Yeah. I guess, well, what are your you know? thoughts on it potentially being – reports say that it was being pre-taped today and tomorrow. Like night one today, so night not two cool. tomorrow. I so feel like cool. the the it's, only the only cool uh, thing that can come out of that is that WrestleMania might be two days instead of having to watch eight hours. You know what I mean? Like, I want, uh, that's the only good thing I think will come uh, out of it. I just wish they just postponed the damn thing, dude. How is it? Okay, I'm so mad. There's no way they care. can prevent leaks. Dude, I'm just mad. I'm just so mad that I'm finally getting AJ versus Undertaker, even though it's a couple years off. Finally getting it because we ain't getting Sting and Undertaker ever. No. And so. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, why are we doing it with no fucking crowd? Oh, yeah, and the build-up to nine years since Edges came back, and you're giving him a great match, a perfect opponent, perfect first opponent with Randy Orton, a big, oh, nice, engaging storyline. No crowd. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, no I was... I Not didn't care so much about WrestleMania being postponed. I'm I am deathly worried about double or nothing being postponed though. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I don't, think, I don't think it is. To be honest with you, the way I hope going, I hope so because I want to be able to come down. Because they well, see, you know that that's <laughs> that's the most important thing is that we need you here for the uh, double or nothing. You know, yeah, because uh, it can't go without me. No. no, well, that and that's Absolutely true. Not. We called the head. We told him if you're gonna do it, it will not be done without Cody. And uh, yeah, we're gonna show return. Um, but yeah, you know, either way, you know, it'd be it'd be great to get you down here, you know, and all that. And uh, you know, I'm sure we can figure out some type of maybe even a splicey splicey, or maybe even some type of convergence of the powers, you know. Um, yeah, the so what are we calling this? Are we calling this like the mega powers, or or is that already done? I, you know, I don't even know. I, I feel so weird about stable names these days. Like nothing is cool anymore, you know? And it's just like, I don't know. The Forgotten Sons is taken, you know? And I thought that was really edgy and sweet and cool. And man, that's what I wanted to call myself. If I ever get three buddies together, I'm going to be the Forgotten. No, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, either All the way. Stable I'm... names are gone. Yeah, all the good stable names are gone, and and and, and you can't really say anything anymore. You know, uh, uh, if you want to be edgy and, and and tough and cutting edge, you know, you also have to be PC and careful. So you know, all the good stuff is taken, or and or trademarked. You know, that is very uh, true. Yeah. So like, as far as like you know, wrestling even goes, how are how do they tackle this, you know, as far as like, is this entertainment or is this like a physical sport? Is this handled the way a league like the NBA has shut down, you know, uh, all activity? I'm sure that, you know, I mean, is, is wrestling, can you do that? Because I know there's appearances that need to be made, even though they albeit have to be approved. But, you know, I know wrestlers make independent appearances. I know that they do, whether it's podcasts, signings. Um, you know, valet type stuff and matches because I don't think there's a lot of you know actual matches happening um, if you're not on a legends contract. So like, is if this gets worse, is there a shutdown of the wrestling business? And how do you even do that? 
how do you shut down an independent contractor? Yeah, I mean, you're talking millions and billions of dollars with TV deals. I mean, yeah. for like NWA and Ring of Honor, yeah, I mean, it was maybe a little bit easier to do because, yeah. I mean, That's, NWA like said, is all being funded by Corgan. You know, with yeah. some help from probably some other people. But that's, but like, you know, you look, at, you look at WWE and that big deal that they just signed with Fox and SmackDown, like, Fox is going to look at them and say, Yeah, hey, you paid for this time slot. What's happening? You yeah, know, like, give, give me something. Even Shoot. if it's a dude I'm, sitting there uh, cutting a promo for two hours. Yeah, yeah they're going to hit Fox for nine ninety nine a month or uh, what's the deal with that? Although I will say something I thought was really cool was WrestleMania 30 was on ESPN the other day, being broadcasted just as part of the uh, you know, as part of the broadcast because there's no live sports really happening. I thought it was totally kind of rad seeing Brock Lesnar and Undertaker in the ring with the ESPN logo in the corner. It's it's a good way to introduce those who don't watch wrestling and kind of make fun of it. But then they kind of get into it because it's sports entertainment. Well, what WrestleMania did we host? It was uh, the return back to the the thirty. Can you think right now? Was it thirty one? Because I know I didn't watch WrestleMania with you. I didn't see the Daniel no, Bryan. No, thirty two. Thirty three. Which one was that? See, now that's the problem here. Now we're getting into like the, the, the archaic knowledge of Too Sweet to Elite, which is not good. No. The actual numbers. But I, I remember we had WrestleMania here, that we had guests over here. That well, were there's like, always guests. You know, I know, but there were those here that were into the, wrestling. Le Chateau Wilbert. They, they didn't care for the wrestling to be on, but it was. Ah, yeah. It was one that Ronda Rossi debuted on. It was that wrestling. Oh, oh 31, in, okay. uh, 31 in San Francisco, Santa Clara. No, not that one. No, 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 no. the one she worked. Oh, she worked. Yeah, she worked. uh, Tag team with Kurt Angle. Trips and Stephanie. Trips and Stefano. It was that one. Yeah, it was that one. And I remember in. uh, Was it New York? I think so. I don't even remember. Was it the stage on top of the stage? Why is that important? Where it is. I don't know. Like, unless it's in Las Vegas, I don't think the city offers it. We had guests over here that were just kind of like, oh, you guys were watching wrestling oh you know it's fake right like oh, oh. we have those people over holy here. crap holy, holy crap <laughs> and then as soon as it's fake it, whichever so we, it, it's your, your pops yeah i know your pops is defending it left and fucking right all this time <laughs> oh man that's great yeah i yeah there was guests over it's here fake? that was no. Yes, over here, just just you know, talking shit on it, and then not not even, not even a half an hour in, fully entertained. Yeah, edge absolutely. Of the, edge of the seat, yeah. you know. And then oh, Ronda Rousey's there, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ronda Rousey's for WWE. Yeah, and that's uh-huh. the thing. You got to tell people the same thing. If you can suspend your disbelief for a second, the same way you do when you're watching Game of Thrones, because that's not a real dragon. You know what I mean? It's not a real sword that they're killing each other with. All right? So in the same way you watch Game of Thrones and The Sopranos or your Star Wars. Star Wars, that shit ain't really real. Okay, now watch wrestling. Whereas that shit is real. Go go jump around on a wrestling mat. All right? Just, Just jump around on it real quick without even taking a bump. You'll feel it on your feet. You're like, okay, a little too hard. You know what I mean? Like, this is... 
this is the real deal, you know. And, and and from someone that you know, I've trained in boxing rings, and MMA octagons, and like Muay Thai rings, and you know, wrestling rings are they're, they're a tad softer, but man, like those ropes, hard as shit. You know what I'm saying? The frames of the ring, way too hard. You know what I mean? Way harder than any type of professional sport ring. You know, as far as the combat sports go. So, you know, when you're talking about suspending your disbelief, you got to understand, man. This is like way cooler than Cirque du Soleil. This is way cooler than any like stuntman shit you're seeing in a movie because they're doing it live. They're doing it in one take and they're doing it and all going home together and probably giving each other a handshake and a hug in the background, you know, uh, because, you know, this is an art and it's awesome. And, it absolutely uh, is. You know, uh, it's, it's something. Art. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely a performance art. And each one of these guys and girls offers something different, something unique and something special to what they do and what we've been able to do in the business here in Las Vegas or, you know, on the West coast, however you want to look at it, or even in Chicago, because you've done some stuff with those guys over there is, um, you know, it's all about highlighting the worker and the people that have done the training and put in the time. And, you know, the viewership is awesome on the video. That's good for us, but it's even better for the people in the videos and, and, and doing the interviews like we're yeah. doing and like what you do, Cody. And, Honestly, like, man, it's really important to do this because these people risk their lives and they train a long time to learn this shit. All right. It's not something you just do and you pick it up right away. Right. Very true. Yeah. Right on. Well, that's an hour and a half. Yes, it is. And it's at least an hour and 29 minutes. We give give you guys a chance to put your guys what's up no no seriously that was just mainly peaches talking yeah about an hour and 29 minutes of me talking so i apologize <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll do one just uh, just me call this the corona opus you know <laughs> right so normally at the end of shows we give everybody the chance to put their put their shit in or get their shit in put themselves over so i'll give you guys a minute to plug all your shit Put yourselves over. Oh, we suck. Uh, don't watch our show <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Seriously, no. I, I do personally. I, I do want to thank uh, just everyone who's been involved and that it's helped us out, helped us, helped us out along the way. Um, every Las Vegas fan, every fan from here in Chicago, Utah, Arizona, California. You and all the way up in Idaho, dude. Thank you so much. Um, I couldn't be any more grateful for all the likes, the loves, the shares. It means more to me than fucking giving me money at most times because I'm a fucking artist. Like people don't understand like yeah. how much that yeah. fucking means to be like, dude, that fucking video was fucking dope. I'm gonna share the fuck out of that shit. Like, 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 love, 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 bro, bro, bro. Like seriously, like, dude, from an artist perspective, that shit means so much because i'm shedding a part of my soul of to you for your fucking entertainment like for the pure joy of what i love doing and to what you love so don't 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 don't, i can't even think right now damn it i lost my train of thought it goes a long way with me it does um 
during these downtimes, always, you know, if you don't like, you know, WWE and you can't watch any other fucking form of entertainment, guess what? Wherever you live, no matter where you fucking live, you can go out and go support your fucking local wrestler. I guarantee you, probably nine times out of ten, it's better than what you're watching on TV. And it goes a long way from everyone who's trying to get and follow their dreams to get to their one shot of what you're trying to watch on TV. Jesus Murphy. Watch some local wrestling no matter where you are. Holy guacamole. Holy guacamole. Just watch some damn local wrestling. Ain't going to hurt you to watch a local show. It's I'm the best. Re- I'm going to reiterate that. And, you know, whether you like the product that's on TV or not, it doesn't matter. Somewhere close to you or maybe even in your city or town, there's a local wrestler that's working hard. Go to a show. Buy a ticket. If you can't make a show, buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy some of their merch. Support them. Go on social media. Support us. Support Cody. You know, professional wrestling podcast. This has been a blast. Thank you for letting me get all my shit in throughout the match. You're a giver. You're a carpenter. We're gonna lay down. Take the one, two, three. Thank you, my brother. You're awesome. Man, I I couldn't have, I couldn't have ended that any better. So we have a tagline. It's uh, hashtag or stay unprofessional. So I encourage you guys to stay unprofessional. We've oh, never dude, been. Dude. We've never been professional <laughs> since day one, dude. Like shit. I still don't know what we're doing. Cheers, brother. All right, man. If I had a beer, I'd do it too. That was the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Did you like it? Tell a friend. Give them a like. Give them a subscribe. And come back next time. We'll see you here for the unprofessional wrestling podcast.